turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. My name is Cynthia McIntosh, and I welcome you to Nuggets of Truth Broadcast. On today, I want to share more words of encouragement on this theme. Growth time and growth environments. I started this series of teaching uh, on this theme last week, and if you want to hear it, please go to Family Values Radio 1010.com and look for the Nuggets of Truth broadcast. Last week's session begins a great teaching on this theme. I, I really do believe you'll be blessed by hearing this word from the Lord. And so today I want to continue more on this theme, growth time and growth environments. Dear hearts, God has given all of us growth time and growth environments. He has given us time and places to receive what we need so we can become who he wants us to be. The Lord starts this process by planning and placing us in what I call our growth environments, unique to us. These environments include how we look, where we were born, when we were born, who our mother would be, who our father would be, who our siblings would be, who our enemies would be, who our our mentors would be. It includes us being born with strengths and gifts unique to us. This uniqueness and difference follows us from birth to death. We are originals. Oh yes, originals made into an image never to be duplicated again. It's the one thing in our life that no one can take from us. Our uniqueness and difference on this earth is connected to an unstoppable, unchangeable God who has made a decision before the beginning of time, before we were thought of, before our parents met, before the seed was planted in our mother's womb. It is something that the thief cannot steal from us. For this reason, we always need to maintain a hope of success in our lives based on what God has decided. Oh yes, beloved, it's for. We all know the next step in the process of growth continues after we leave our mother's womb. Along with our parents, the Lord assigns angels to help guide our journey to him. Oh yes. The Bible says the, the Lord will prepare angels to guide us in all of our ways. In other words, there, there is a spiritual army surrounding us daily to maneuver, to touch men's hearts, to, 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 
to open up doors so that we won't miss what God has for us in this life. And oh yes, we we are not to think because of this protection that we're ever forsaken by by God. And even if our parents forsake us, God is still there for us. For you see, non-Christian parents, like many of us, may nurture us in wickedness. But our original parent, God our Father, has marked us for life with his love. He's marked us with a plan for our life if we choose it. Beloved, the choice is ours. We can choose either his way or the way of the flesh and the way of the environment that we're brought up in. We are a product of our environment if it is not filled with God. And, and you see this in truth in Jeremiah 1, 4 through 10. God said these words to the prophet Jeremiah, who was sent to Israel. He said, then the word of the Lord came to me. The Lord said to him, Behold, I have, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, O oh Lord, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you. Whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, said the Lord. And the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root up and to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build and to plant. You see in this text that Jeremiah is a youth. The Lord confronts him with his reason for birthing him into the earth. He mentions nothing about his parents. Nothing about his brothers and his sisters. God lets Jeremiah know it's about you and me. And as with most of us, Jeremiah felt ill-equipped to do the job that the Lord told him about. But this is the good news. Jeremiah allowed the Lord to touch his mouth and speak his will into his life. God filled him with his purpose. He helped to prepare because of this touch of God on his life. Jeremiah prepared the Jews for upcoming enemies who would destroy their land and take them into bondage. It was very important for Jeremiah to accept God in his life in addition to his parents so that he could live out his life's plan on this earth. And if you dive deeper into the life of Jeremiah, you saw that he never married. He never started a family. His total focus was the plan of God to help prepare the Jews to survive one of the greatest attacks on their lives. Well, beloved, God is still declaring his will for the lives of his children today. You and me included. As much as our parents love us, we still ultimately belong to the Lord. He's, he sends us what we need so we can enter his directive 
Will, and, and I love sharing this theme today because oftentimes we have heart broken hearts. Because our parents didn't give us certain things we thought we needed. We've got to learn that what our parents missed, that God will put in place by another source. Oh yes, some of our parents left us. Some of our parents gave us away. Some of our parents did not give us what I call healthy love. Some of our parents were sexual perverts. Some of our parents were alcoholics. Some of our parents lived in what I called wicked lifestyles that caused them to, to, to hurt our lives. And we, because of that, have developed into our own unhealthy lifestyles that need to be broken by the power and presence of Christ. And what, that's what Christ comes to do. He comes into our life to change us. There is hope after a season of having being raised by parents who could not finish what God started. God started the work before we were put into their wounds. And now we must go to God for what he has for us. And one of those things that he has for us is grace from Christ. You, you see this in truth in Second Peter 3. 1718 it says you therefore Lord you therefore beloved since you know this beforehand beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness being led away with the error of the wicked but grow in the grace in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ grace in this text comes from the Greek word charis the Greek definition of this word includes favor and it implies that daily in Christ we can receive the favor of God. It is the same favor that Christ received when he entered his call as our Savior. You see this in Luke 2.52 which says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Now this scripture is a part of the story of Christ as a young child, just like Jeremiah was. He and his parents had gone to Jerusalem from Nazareth for the Passover feast. During the re return trip, they suddenly realized that they could not find Jesus. After three days of searching for Jesus, they found him in the temple in deep conversation with men of great knowledge. As with all parents, they asked Jesus, why would you do such a thing? He told them that he was about his father's business. You see here that Christ's calling as a great teacher was starting to guide his life even as a young child. Now fortunately Jesus learned that his parents needed him to stay close to them for their comfort. Apparently he didn't need that for his comfort. But for their comfort he understood that if he ever did that again, he needed to tell them. And so forth. then on, the scripture says he was subject to them. However, he continued to grow in his protective environment of love. During this time, Christ grew in three areas of, uh, areas of his life. He grew in wisdom, which is the difference between good and evil, right and wrong. He grew up in stature, physically and soulishly. 
his mind and his will, and he grew in the favor with God and with man. Now, for the remaining time here in this session, I want to focus on the word favor in this text. Is a, this word favor is a mirror reflection of the word grace. Oh, yes. What is favor? It is the approval and support from the Lord. It is God's kindness beyond what is due or usual. We're given things that we want. It is like being the child of a rich, wise father who has everything we could ever dream of having. Now, this text says that Jesus increased in favor with God. Over time, the favor of God in Christ's life went from like a 1 to a 10. God withheld nothing from Christ. As long as Christ stayed in God's path, the level of God's favor increased until it maxed out Matthew 28 in 18 Jesus said these words to the disciples after he resurrected from the dead he said all authority has been given me in heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Beloved, I'll end with this thought. God held nothing back from Christ in power and influence in this world because he allowed God to direct his life. Can you imagine what he will do with yours as well? Christ wants to be the director of your life. To flood you with favor. And make you a difference in this world. Well, beloved, I've got to go. God bless you. And I hope to share again with you next week. <music>